All right. Good Friday. Welcome to the Food Fitness Family Podcast with the Mr. Beautiful himself, Marcus Gates, and Big Daddy Blankenship over here. So I kind of feel like shit today. I ain't going to front you guys. Uh, so after we get into our seven days, I'm gonna kind of going to let Marcus lead us today. Um, so Marcus, how was your last seven days? Last seven days were good, man. Um, like we said, we're recording on, 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 a, on a Friday today. I got the day off of work. We had parent-teacher conferences. So that meant Monday and Wednesday, I was working until eight o'clock each night um, at school. Do people do people come to your room for? <laughs> they do not. I, I well, uh, the past couple of years during COVID, we did Zoom um, meetings and stuff, and I'd have a lot more people sign up for that things just because it was convenient. But now I feel like a lot of people when they come to do parent teacher conferences, they want to go see the teacher and then get out of there. Like they've had a long day as well. Kids have had a long day. It's time to get out of there. So for those I, who don't know, Marcus is a gym teacher. So that was like yes. that was just funny to me. Because yes. I don't know any parent that'd be like, how's my kid doing in gym? Yeah, no, elementary <laughs> PE, they, they, yeah, they know things are going well in there and whatnot. Their kids always come home and uh, tell them all about it. But no, so that, that was good. So, you know, give me a chance to kind of uh, lesson plan and catch up with some other work and whatnot, clean my office and stuff. Um, so it was, it was a good week. I enjoy parent teacher conference week like that. Um, so like I said, then today's off, I signed up, uh, I think uh, a couple, so uh, wife and a husband and then another client as well. Nice. starting this coming Monday. Um, got a few people kind of on the books for the next few weeks um, after they get back to, from vacations. So pumped to the, get them going. Um, and yeah, just got everybody kind of thriving going into the holidays. I love, you know, training uh, clients from this time of year, though it's harder to make a lot of progress. It also, <laughs> I love that it's, it's this built-in time of learning balance and flexibility. Like you're going to have 20 holiday meals over the course of the next two months. So it's a matter of how fast can you get back on track? Yep. you know, control your three meals a day leading up to, you know, your holiday dinner tonight. Um, so it's a good time to kind of build some really good mindsets and habits and balance so that once New Year's hits and you have way, way less, you know, um, family occasions, stuff like that, you kind of have that momentum going and it's easy to make a lot of progress. Yeah, I understand where people come from with that. I mean, it is a holiday time, but at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, that's it's three days. Yeah, it's you know what lot. I mean? It's out of it's three days and that's like, what, uh, 90 days? Uh, yep. October, November, December. So it's like, are you going to let three day, three days out of 90? Yeah. Like, like, what do you do if you have one bad thing happening during the day? Is your whole week ruined? Cause that's oh, almost exactly. what the equivalent is. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So. And I, I even go on the, on the more aggressive front. You know, I look at it from November to the end of December. You've got 60 days in that amount of time. Let's just say you eat an average of three meals a day. That's 180 meals. And if we aggressively say, hey, you're going to have 20 holiday meals, including cheat meals and family and social stuff. That's still only, you know, you're still able to execute 160 out of 180 meals, which is like what, 85, 90% on yeah, track, like, which is like, yeah, if you equivalent that to a grade, you're still an AB student. You're, you're crushing it. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Uh, so, you know, why throw away, you know, 90% of the time, just because 10% is the holidays. Like, yeah, I, yeah no reason for it. But how was your uh, last week? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It, it was really good and really rough at the same time. Uh, I think I signed... What I texted you there, I signed four clients in one day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of those, I don't know if I'm actually going to have anymore. She's rethinking it uh, mainly because she came to me with some, I would say, unrealistic expectations. Um, you know, she wanted to compete next December, uh, but her and her husband were also kind of looking at having a baby. And so they wanted to just have a baby now. They'd be on stage four months later. Uh, and I was just like, yo, that's, it's just not going to happen, you know? So yeah. 
you know, I could have easily been a piece of shit and taken our money, signed her up, done what we need yeah. to do. But I felt like I would sleep better at night if I could explain the ins and outs and things like that. And yeah. she, she may still sign. Uh, you know what I mean? We're working through a couple of things, but I also had an old client text me the next day. Uh, and he wanted me to send him an invoice cause he wants to get started back this weekend. Um, and then I also had another, a cool consultation with a guy in Jeff, Missouri, um, he actually contacted me for in-person training. Didn't realize how far away I was. Ah. And I was like, well, let's, let's do a consult anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ended up being, uh, you know, he's type two. He he's on, uh, Lantis. He's on Metformin. you know, he's on all these things and, you know, helping enhanced people. Sometimes I understand how to work these things. So I was able to actually speak to him and understand what he was going through. So I, he, that could be a plus, you know what I mean? He said, he's actually yeah. definitely interested in it because he had never, talk to a trainer that understood those issues before for him. So, yeah. uh, So it was really good client wise. Uh, Other than that, man, we got our, uh, our pump covers in for show days. Um, You still need to get yours. I I should be picking Uh, up mine. I'm going to swing by the gym today. Cool. So we got those. I mean, I just felt like shit all week. Prep is really kicking my ass this week. I'm like, I'm basically two weeks out today and Wednesday, Thursday, I literally just felt like death. I was hypo for over half my cardio sessions, nauseous. Like I just feel awful. I get a nice big repeat today, which will be nice uh, heading into the weekend. Um, what are your What are your numbers at right now? Uh, so I'm only eating like on a base day, like 1600 cows. Uh, yeah. And I'm doing like two hours of cardio a day. Uh, but today I get 650 carbs. So we'll put those in. Um, Cause I, at this point I can't run too flat cause then it'll be muscle loss. Yeah. Um, but it will be nice. Cause we're, we're having a, a Halloween party tomorrow for Max and a few of his friends. Nice. Um, so it'd be nice to get some food in me. So I'm going to try Energize to not be irritable. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. That makes sense. So, but, but yeah, it was a good week, man. So yeah, well, let's, uh, let's get into our topic this week. Yeah. Let's get into it. So today we're talking about, uh, meal prep basics. Um, you know, being efficient with our grocery shopping, being efficient with the meals that we're prepping and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, whenever I, I'm not sure about you as well, but I know when I have clients come to me, a lot of them, they, they want, um, a bunch of different recipes and stuff like that. And, and kind of like we talked about last week with tracking macros, there is definitely a benefit to that. And, you know, I, I want people to have that balance, but at the same time, um, we want to be efficient with what we're doing. And if we're constantly trying to mix up our meals every single day and you're having to grocery shop for those different meals, you're mm-hmm. adding a lot of to do's onto your plate. Um, so it's important to kind of have your staples down and just get a good routine built up. And of course you can build variety and flexibility off of that, but we want to start with that foundational level. Um, and, and meal prep is key with that. Uh, you yeah. know, I always tell my clients it's, it's communication is number one with me. And number two, make sure your meals are prepped. Um, you know, when you're dealing with stress, you're dealing with low energy, you're dealing with kids and sports events and stuff like that. If you're not prepped, if you don't have the right things going, you're not going to go to the grocery store at eight o'clock at night, come home and cook a, cook a meal, you know, on the stove at that time of night, you're going to pick something that's, that's that's easy. And if you have something in the fridge that you can just pop the microwave, then perfect. Um, otherwise that's why people usually go to fast food and other places because it's convenient. It's, it's easy. They can feed the whole family. Um, so, you know, having things meal prepped is, is just key. It reduces your stress with it. And again, it allows you to stay on point. Yep. No, no, hundred percent. I think it comes down, you know, I, I preach the five P's a lot, uh, which are proper preparation prevents poor performance. Yeah. Um, and I, I think when it comes to meal planning, you'll, you'll have those people that they, there's two types of people in meal planning. 
the ones that cook everything every day mm-hmm. and the ones that literally will put together whatever 40, 40 meals, 30 to 40 meals, whatever they're eating mm-hmm. for seven days and put in their fridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they'll take three hours out of their Sunday and they'll do it for the whole week or they'll cook every day. So it's like, yeah. there are some in between, but typically that's what I see the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, you know, I, I think we'll get into things on here where things to keep on hand at all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think like you said, with the recipes, it can just be, it's, it's a lot, it's stressful. Uh, and, and you tend to see a lot of waste and a lot of wasted money. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, and then ultimately, you know, something comes up and you'd plan on cooking dinner tonight. You don't have anything else ready to go uh, again. Now, now you're stuck in making, you know, uh, a survival type decision and it's usually not going to be the best thing. Yeah. Um, so that's another reason why having proper things on, on hand is good. Um, so we'll kind of talk about some of those go-tos things. I always keep on hand things that you keep on hand, you know, what I recommend clients do as well. Um, so I think we should start off then with number one is, is going to be grocery shopping. So especially if we're, if we're looking at a meal plan here, you're creating your own meal plan, whatever the case is, you know, it's, it's important that you buy these things in bulk for the most part. Yep. Um, you know, especially if you're going to be eating consistently similar foods day to day, we want to buy in bulk we want to be able to cook in bulk as well. Um, like you said, for some people, if it works for your schedule, I know I have a couple of clients that they're like, I can't reheat chicken. Like I can't do it. I yeah. just gotta be fresh. And I'm like, okay, if, if you can't do it, that's totally fine. If you have the time in your day to make that work, um, then definitely go for it. And obviously cooking things up fresh, it's best it's anyway. It's always better. Yeah. It's always better. It's always going to taste better. It's always going to, you know, just it, your, your chicken's not going to be dried out. Like it might be on day six, if you were to cook it yeah. you know, a week in yeah. advance. Um, also just the, uh, the benefits of actually cooking a meal and starting to, you know, get your, your digestive juices flowing and stuff as you're doing, it creates for a better digested meal versus two minutes in the microwave, five minutes to eat it. You know, that's obviously necessity sometimes, but it is best to cook it, but we don't have the time, uh, that the luxury of that generally. Um, so again, it's, it's key to get your, your groceries shopped in bulk. So we'll kind of start with there. You know, I personally go to Sam's club. I don't like supporting Sam's club. I'd rather go and, and get, you know, healthier, you know, farm fresh type food. But again, we're talking about efficiency. We're talking about cost of everything that we're doing. Um, and again, I'm going to be eating a lot of chicken each week. I don't even know the poundage of it, but it's probably about a pound of chicken a day. So I need a lot of chicken cooked and yeah. ready to go um, for, for every given day. So, you know, I, I, that's what I prefer to do is I'll go to Sam's club. I'll get, you know, a giant thing of rice. that's going to last me a couple months. Um, I think it's like 20, 25 pounds of, of rice. 25. Yeah. I need to buy yeah. one today. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, that's very, very cost effective. I mean, when people say that meal prepping is really expensive, not nearly as expensive as, as going out to eat every single meal. And no, I think I've done the math and I eat six meals a day and I eat on average for at $2 and 50 cents a meal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're I, getting, and, it, and that's all season and I eat a lot of food. Yeah. And it's insane. Same with me as well. Like when, whenever you're getting your carbs up to 650 and your, your proteins at 300 yeah. and yeah, I mean, you're, high, eating, like, you're eating a good bit right now too. Yeah. Forgot. Yeah. So, so, you know, ultimately it doesn't have to be super expensive. Now, obviously if you can, if you have the means to, to go shop organic, you shop everything grass fed, everything is, you know, the, the top end of it, it's going to be a little more expensive, but it's still not even going to reach what it would be if you were eating three meals out a day. Like you're still not even going to be touching those numbers. Uh, but yeah, so, so getting those things in bulk, you know, if you're, if you're eating potatoes on a consistent basis, getting those things in bulk is, is key. I always like to overbuy, you know, I'll, when I go to buy my weeks for the chicken, I'll buy two or three weeks for the chicken. I'll freeze yeah. the rest of it. That way, if I can't make it to the grocery store next week, I've got frozen chicken ready to go, thaw it out, pop it in and, and, and get that thing going. 
Uh, same thing with veggies. You know, my very first prep, I would spend my very, very first prep when I actually meal prepped everything. I was spending five hours in the, in the kitchen on the first day. and I did it. You know, I was in college at the time. I had the time to do it. I didn't have work and kids and life stresses and stuff like that. But I remember I was, I was being so diligent with like my green beans. It was on my plan. So I was like, I'm going to do this healthy. I'm going to go to sprouts. I'm going to get the, the ones with the ends on it. And I'd spend 30 minutes cutting off the ends no. of green beans so I could steam them. And I'm like, I just spent an hour on green beans. Yeah. Regardless how I cook them, I'm not going to be loving it. No. So why, why not just get frozen at this point? Um, yeah. You know, so, so, so learning that stuff, you know, a lot of, a lot of things with, with meal prep is a lot of trial and error and kind of finding what works for you. Um, you know, I try to give as much guidance as I can to clients about how to do things properly and efficiently, but ultimately it comes down to trial and error and what works best for you, you know, so try it this way this week. And then next week, if something didn't, didn't go right, then obviously, you know, make an adjustment and figure it out from there. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So I, I'm right there with you. I do majority of my shopping to Sam's because it's, uh, it's just convenient, man. They're, they have everything I need. Uh, I can buy all my chicken there. Uh, typically I can get all my eggs there, my butters, uh, my fruits. Um, I even like, cause they sell a lot of like fresher fruits. Yeah. Um, and then big bags of potatoes, you know, it, it literally has everything you need. Uh, now some of the things that I will buy locally are, I try to get, uh, for my whole eggs, I try to use farm eggs. Uh, luckily one of our members, he brings me in usually a couple dozen every week. And those are really nice. I really enjoy the taste of those. Uh, and then as far as beef goes, I get all my beef right here in Oakland park at golden belt beef. Uh, if you guys haven't been there and you're locally to the Kansas city area, they have two locations. Honestly, I don't know where the other one's at. I can't remember. <laughs> I've never been. All right. Yeah. I, I want to say maybe St. Joe, but I feel like that's not right. Um, but they're all locally raised grass fed beef and it's very inexpensive for the quality of the product that you're getting. I think the 90, grass fed beef is like, uh, three a pound. I yeah. mean, it's cheaper Which, than Walmart. The yeah. taste is insane. They're sold in individually, uh, one pound vacuum sealed frozen. Yeah. Uh, you're supporting local. Yeah. You can go yeah. there and, and, and browse it around. Like I know that, uh, uh, you know, now that my prep is done, like I'm going to go there and not, not that I couldn't have this during prep, but get different steaks and stuff like yeah. that. Like, like you said, price versus price at Hy-Vee or Walmart, it's yeah. still better price. You know, it's healthier, um, foods. And then on top of that, you, um, you've you're, got, a well, you're supporting local, you're yeah. getting better, you're getting better, just a better quality ingredient for your body. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you guys go tell them that you came from body shop, um, yeah. cause we like to support them a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but other than that, man, it's, I think it's all pretty simple. Um, as far as like cooking my food, I am kind of a creature of habit. I like to grill enough chicken for about three to four days. Um, that is enough for two chicken meals a day, but that is enough to where it's not going to be completely dried out by the time I get to the end of my bag. You know, yeah. I, I, that's the way I like it, but I'm willing to cook a little more to have fresher food and enjoy it better. So like, my eggs, I cook fresh daily. My vegetables, I'll cook enough for like three to four days. So I'll just take those out of the bag. My potatoes, I cook daily. Uh, my rice, I put in the rice cooker every night when I get rice. Not right now, I don't really get any rice. Uh, but I have a timer on my rice cooker, so I can set it to be ready at 6 a.m. when I wake up. So I fresh rice every day. That's a big difference. I cook my beef for my last meal every night fresh. That's a big difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even though I'm cooking a lot of these things fresh, I have a system so I can get four meals packed, ready and out the door in like 20, 25 minutes in the morning. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's, it's really easy because I'm cooking my potatoes in the microwave in a potato express bag. I can cook a pound of potatoes in seven minutes. That's exactly about how long it takes for my eggs to get ready. And then as soon as I, as I'm waiting for my eggs to cool down, I can weigh out uh, my potatoes because I've already weighed out my chicken and my vegetables while everything else is cooking. You know what I mean? It's just about getting a system and getting a rhythm yeah. and that's, what's going to help you meal prep. And I'm sorry, the people who do do it, I kudos to you. One, I'm not sitting there and I'm not, I'm not prepping 40 meals, 42 meals at one time. Yeah. And two, by the time you even get to that seventh day, of your meals, they're probably going to be slimy and gross on the verge of being nasty. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I'm just not doing it. Uh, how long did it take you to kind of, I mean, obviously you go through different seasons of the year, seasons of life and stuff like that. We have to adapt our meal prep um, strategies and stuff like that. But ultimately, like, when did you kind of get into that rhythm that you've gotten into? Yeah, honestly, it took me a few years, man, because I used to be that guy that would cook like 10 pounds of chicken for the week. And I would cook like eight cups of rice for the week. And I would just do everything by the week. And then slowly I would start changing things over. Um, and when I stopped being so hardcore and had to have chicken and rice every meal and, you know, I, I wanted more variety Then I started venturing out a little bit. So it, I would say it took me a couple of years, but now I've been yeah. in a rhythm for yeah. a good little while. And it's really not that hard. Like, and I'm talking like I can get home at eight from doing my cardio, eat a meal, get my food ready, mm-hmm. have everything done. My dog's taken out mm-hmm. and brush Max's teeth and be out the door by eight 30. Yeah. Like it's quick. It's, it's, it's systematized. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, and again, like, like you said, it took you a while to get there, but ultimately you just got to start doing it. And, and again, not expecting perfection, like, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, especially if you're just a lifestyle client, we don't have to be perfect with it, but just starting to kind of revise your routine with this stuff is definitely key. Uh, now I am the guy who you're not in terms of cooking things in bulk with it. Um, especially with, you know, me working full-time job going to, you know, I'm, I'm gone for nine hours a day at minimum. Plus if I'm training clients, that's a lot of time as well. So here's kind of how I handle my own. Well, let me, work. well, let me say that like, I'm able to do that now because my schedule allows that's I, not what you used to do. Yeah. Yes. My schedule, I will say like my schedule is very hectic, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I do know that I am usually home by eight o'clock every night and I'm yeah. able to do this stuff. And like the other night I got home. And I had nothing for the next day. And I grilled five pounds of chicken at 10 PM. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Knock you do out. still have your times with the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Like today I'm home this morning, Wednesdays, yeah. I work from home. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I do have a little more time on my hands now, uh, not time on my hands, but time at home yeah. that I'm able to do it. And I'm not physically at my job location when I was running restaurants yes. for 60 plus hours a week. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then you have <clears> to be <throat> fully prepped. You had to have yeah. everything yeah. ready to go. Cause you don't have yeah. the luxury of being able to do that as well. But yeah, so hundred percent how I usually handle my meal prep. Um, and same thing with even like what's on my consistently on, on people's diet plans is I'm trying to, to build out something that's going to be efficient to grocery shop for efficient meal prep as well. So personally, what I do, um, is I'll, like I said, I'll buy, you know, two or three of those giant packages of chicken from, from Sam's club. Um, and then do you, buy, I, do you buy the family trays or which, what chicken do you buy? So I use, I've always done, cause it was always less expensive, just the, the big giant family, or I don't know about family, but like five pound chicken breasts. So um, next time you go, they have them, they have the green packs. You know what I'm talking about? Huh. So my, which Sam's club do you go to? Same one as you. 135th oh, and Metcalf. Either that oh. one or the, the one off. Uh, 
Okay, so 135th and Metcalf, they have like the main chicken thing. Mm -hmm. And then right next to it, next to the turkey, they have uh, vacuum sealed chicken packs that are green. Mm -hmm. It's about a dollar more a pound, Mm -hmm. but get that next time because I'm telling you the 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 quality. Uh, it's not as, it's not as rubber. That's the chicken that I grilled for us the day of the game. It's not as rubbery. It has more flavor. It's, it's much better. Yeah. Try that now. I, I think I'm going later on today, so I'll, I'll definitely look at it. But so what I did switch to, because, you know, there's big chicken breast, um, I'm having to like, cut off the fat of it and stuff like that. Cause it is a little more fatty, but so then, uh, during the past year, it's raised in price to the same mm-hmm. as the, the chicken tender ones that are right yeah. next to it. And those, I mean, it has a little tendon thing in it, but it doesn't make a difference to me. And so I've actually switched over to using that because it's less, less work. So essentially what yep. I do is, you know, I'll get home on a Saturday. Uh, today will be a Friday with my, my packages of chicken and I'll toss them straight into the pressure cooker. Um, like I said, I'll do 10 or 15 pounds of chicken at a time. I've got a giant pressure cooker for this reason. Um, and then I'll toss in some taco seasoning with it and then, you know, fill it up with water you know, and then I'll go to the gym after I put it in there or do, go do whatever it is I need to do. And then an hour, hour and a half later, boom, all my chicken's ready to go for the week. And actually it's ready to go for the next two weeks generally. So then I have a giant glass, um, um, like Tupperware containers. And so then I'll freeze half of it and, and you just put it in the freezer. So that way huh. the following week I can thaw it out. Not a bad and, idea. Yeah. And, and like, uh, I started doing that, not a whole lot, uh, probably maybe six months ago, but it's been a, a game changer because again, I don't have to meal prep chicken the following week. Um, and, and again, using the, the pressure cooker like that to me is just so passive because there's no, there's no work in it, especially with doing the chicken tenders. Now, as soon as it, you know, I toss it in there and then I put that in a Tupperware, I might ladle some of the juices back on it. So as it kind of thaws um, or sits in there for the week, it at least stays in it's the taco seasoning juices with it. Um, Every yeah. time I pressure cook my chicken, yeah. It's like rubbery as shit, and I feel like I'm chewing sawdust. See, I, I, I always feel that same way with the big, uh, the big the breast. Breasts. Yeah. So, so what I would do with it instead of just putting it in there as a big breast is again, I like I would have a little plate right next to the big pressure cooker pot, and then all my Tupperware. I'd cut off the fat, and then I would shred up the chicken inside gotcha. of it. So it, it just stayed a little more tender because if you just have big old chicken breasts that are cooked for the week like that, especially if that's how you cooked it or if you baked it or something like that, it's generally going to end up becoming like that, you know, becoming rubbery or dried out by the end of the yeah. week. Yeah. So Even before it, I grow mine, I cut them in half. I butterfly yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's really, that's how I've done my chicken for a long time. Uh, and like I said, I just recently started doing the double of it. Um, I do the same thing with ground turkey as well. It was something I had a thought of, uh, but I never did it until again, probably about six months ago is I'll just take uh, the big, like antibiotic free uh, ground turkey, like two or three pound, whatever they are from uh, Sam's club, toss those in. And now I actually do it even with my chicken, the big blocks of ground turkey. I'll just toss it all in at the same time. All right. Uh, crazy. It, it stays, it stays in the block kind of as, as it gets cooked with it, you know, I'm talking about like the big rectangles. Yeah. Um, it kind of stays in that block even once it's cooked like that. And so then I'll just spatula it out and then put that into its own Tupperware. That sounds so gross. It's it's all in taco seasoning. It doesn't change the flavor with it. And then again, now I'm again, reducing the amount of time I have to meal prep now, uh, you know, during the summertime, during the winter breaks, I might not do it like that. I really enjoy grilling out and and cooking my chicken like that, better flavor and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I was but again, for, when it was like 30. Yeah, was, yeah. But you know, for for a week like this, you know, a 60 plus hour work week, I'm like, this is this is how yeah. I can not be stressed about meal prepping all the time. And that also that method allows me to do it on a Wednesday night. Like I can get home from work, 
do that exact thing. So as soon as I'm running out of chicken and I see that, I'll go do that. And then again, if I have it frozen, then I'll kind of thaw it out a couple of days in advance since it'll be in a bigger block. Um, and then in terms of, uh, you know, veggies, like I said, I generally, um, unless I'm cooking some, like a fresh meal at home, I'll just have, you know, frozen broccoli, frozen green beans, that type of stuff. Uh, and then I'll just, you know, throw that into my Tupperware whenever, whenever I'm taking it. Um, in terms of how to divvy out my meals, I'll, uh, I've done it two different ways and I still kind of do it a little bit two different ways. I'll have, um, like whenever I'm going to work for the work week, I have a small little mini fridge in my office. So that allows me to take all 10 of my meals. Cause I usually eat at 12 and I eat after my last class at like three 30. Um, so I'll take 10 with meals with me each week. And so like on a Saturday or Sunday, I'll get my, my chicken cooked. I'll pre- rice cook my rice for the whole week, uh, put whatever's extra into a big Tupperware, but then I'll divvy out whatever I need for the week for the most part. Um, and that allows me to know that, okay, my meals are ready to go at work. And I don't have to worry about those after Monday. Uh, and then the other meals, it's important again to, to think about efficiency with this. Um, if I need extra chicken and rice meals, if I need extra ground beef or ground turkey, then I have those things already cooked and ready to go at home. You know, if you're having eggs, eggs are easy. It takes five minutes to make eggs. You know, if you're having protein shakes, it takes two minutes to make protein shakes. So my other meals generally stay pretty efficient for that, for that, for that time's sake. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I think that's good. I, I, I think what you're doing right now works. Um, mm-hmm. I always tell people if people come to me and they're like, I just don't have time to meal prep. I don't have time. Okay. okay. Literally invest the money in buying a good rice cooker that has a timer and invest the money on in buying a crock pot. Because when I was busy working restaurants, I would put my rice in the rice cooker. I'd put my chicken in the crock pot, turn it on low cook it overnight. Everything's ready when you wake up. It's the most time free way to, to meal prep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to get it done. Um, and unfortunately sometimes you're going to have to wake up 30 minutes to an hour earlier, stay up 30 minutes to an hour late. Mm -hmm. Um, but if this is something that's important to you, you're, you're going to have to make those sacrifices sometimes to, to get it done. You know what I mean? Yeah. A hundred percent. Now, now something that I definitely want to steer my clients away from, and you mentioned this earlier, is not being in the kitchen for three hours or six yes. hours on a Sunday. Yes. You know, right now it's it's football season. I want to be sitting down on a Sunday afternoon watching the Chiefs game or watching whatever football games or yep. going out and doing whatever. I don't want to be a slave to the kitchen, um, you know, crushing that for six hours. On yeah. a like that, that's not what I want to be doing. And most people don't have the time to do that. No, not at all. Uh, so, so it's again, it's, it's a matter of trial and error finding what works personally for you, whether it's time wise or flavor wise, you know, your, mm-hmm. your meal enjoyment. If you're somebody who can't eat chicken after it's been cooked for three days, then that's not going to work for you. The method that I'm saying to do. Yeah. Uh, and that might require you to prep on Sunday, maybe prep on Wednesday for the next three or four days, which I have a lot of clients to do that as well. Um, to me, it's easiest to have a day of the week that, Hey, this is uh, how I kind of do it. But again, the way I do it now, I don't even need a full day. I need an hour max yeah. at this point. The, the longest time that it takes me is setting out my glass Tupperware and then divvying out my, my 10 meals for the week. Uh, but then everything else, like I said, stays in the big Tupperwares. So then at nighttime, you know, what, what I like about that is that then if I come home and Nicole's cooking dinner, I'm like, okay, now I can change out some of my meals. Mm-hmm. And I didn't already have these prepped and ready to go. I used to have the big Tupperwares of it. So I don't have to worry about that then. Yeah. Um, and then I can divvy out whatever I need to, you know, if I, if I need to go lower carb, a higher carb, or maybe I missed a meal at some other point in the day, I have in bulk, whatever I need prep and, and ready to go for the week. Yeah, um, I think that's great. And that's why I think it's also good if you can time your meals appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, what's really helped me lately is that I know 
I'm going to eat three meals before I train. And then my post-workout's the last meal I'm going to eat at work. Mm-hmm. My fifth meal, I'm always going to eat between 7.45 and 8. I'm usually home around that time so I can cook my egg whites fresh. And then my last meal, I'm going to eat around 10. So I'm going to come downstairs at 9.45. I'm going to start cooking my beef. I'm going to pose while my beef is cooking. And then I'm up in my room by 10.05, eating, brush my teeth, in bed by 10:20. It's yeah. you know what I mean. If you can just get on a rhythm, yeah. it, it's going to be really easy. Um, so well, and it takes the stress out of it too. Like you're not yeah. stressed now be, be, because of that. And somebody who's looking at to to either step on stage or to to make lifestyle changes, we do need to be organized. If you're not organized, if you're not prepared, like I said for the week, then you're not going to be successful. You know, you might be yeah. successful for a few days, but if you're constantly living, you know, in survival state, on the go, on the go, on the go there's so many different things in our life that's going to throw our week off yep. our day off that if you don't have what you need ready to go, or you're not in a good routine, it's not going to work for you. And you're going yep. to get burnt out, even though your, your mind was in the right place and, and, and you want to do the right thing. You're living in survival mode and it's not going to be uh, you know, sustainable. Yeah. hundred percent. And, you know, now that we've talked about that, I think uh, now we can get kind of get into things of to keep on hand. Um, and, and why this is so important is because, uh, we can use me as an example today. You know, I was up, I did my check-ins, my coach emailed me back while I was doing my cardio. He said, Hey, do a 650 car refeed today, check-in Monday. Cool. All right. So if I didn't have anything on hand, I would have had to get off the Stairmaster and go directly to the store and buy things. And that is stressful, especially because I had to come right home and I had to take my son to school because my wife had a client this morning. Yeah. So by keeping things on hand, you alleviate a lot of stress. So now I I don't necessarily keep like proteins on hand because those are, well, I do, but like we buy in bulk. So you kind of always have like something in the freezer. Um, But like, as far as carbohydrate wise, if you come into my house, 99.9% of the time, you're going to always find some type of cream or rice, some type of potato, some type of normal rice, uh, oats, fruits, and then I'll have off things like Rice Krispie treats or um, rice, rice cakes. cakes. Yep, yep. Those I'll, things will always cereal. be in my house. I always have cereal on hand as well. Not that cereal. That's, it's not always going to be my go-to, but I always have that on hand as well. And all the yep. things you just mentioned as well. Yeah. So now when I when I'm on the stairmaster, I'm like, all right, cool. When I go home, I'm going to do cream of rice for my first meal. Okay, my second meal, I know I'm going to be out, and I need to go to uh, Sam's Club. So I'm probably going to do a shake and I'm going to do some rice cakes. Mm-hmm. Um, now hundred grams of carbs and rice cakes, but you know what, right now when you're starving, 10 rice cakes sound pretty good. 10 rice uh, cakes, whether you're starving or not always sound good to me, which yeah. is so weird. I remember yeah. my grandma used the to chocolate ones are so good. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're like a little, um, guilt-free cookie that you're kind of having. Yeah. Yep. Um, we used to feed Max rice cakes when he was a baby because it would take forever to gnaw on them. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Almost like a bone for a dog. Yeah. 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 And then I'll do, uh, you know, I'll do potatoes and some fruit for my pre-workout, you know, then I have my normal post-workout, which will be rice cakes and some rice Krispie treats. Mm -hmm. And then if I want rice later, I can cook rice or I'll probably do cream of rice again. And then I'll do rice for my last meal. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, my day was not stressed out because I already knew I had those things on hand. So it was easy. Other things like I always have peanut butter, almond butter on hand. I always have a giant jar of olive oil, macadamia oil, coconut oil. oil. Those are always on hand. I mean, really like at any point, like if anyone can come into my house and if they need something like I'm comfortable that I have it or I have it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you know, um, 
you know, those are all good things to have as well. And, it, and it's good to have those, those straight up carbs or those straight fats. Like for instance, peanut butter, uh, especially for tracking macros, peanut butter is going to have about six, seven grams of carbs in it. Now, yeah. if we're trying to be within our carbs and you've already kind of maxed out your carbs for the day, but you're, you're short by 15 grams of fat, peanut butter is not going to be your go-to because it has carbs in it. And that's going to make you go over on that. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you have the straight fats, like olive oil, like coconut oil, like macadamia oil, uh, things like that. Or avocado and plain rice cakes. Or that as well. You're yeah. on there. Yeah. It's like kind of like an avocado toast, but on a yeah. rice cake. Um, but yeah, so having those things on hand in terms of proteins, if, if, you know, cause again, you might have protein in the, in the freezer, but that's gonna be hard to cook on the spot mm -hmm. like that. Um, so I always keep egg whites on hand. I always have whole eggs on hand kind of like oh yeah yeah well. i usually buy like five dozen at a time yeah yeah and i always keep you know at least six little 16 ounce cartons of egg whites on hand i always have protein powder because worst case scenario if i got to have three protein shakes that day then i got to have three protein shakes that yep. day uh but so having those 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 simple straightforward macronutrient kind of go-to's whenever you need just protein or you need just carbs or you need just fats is always you know a, a big thing and you know when i have clients who say hey i'm just really struggling to hit my fat i'm like that's honestly one of the easiest things to hit. So easy. Just toss yeah. in, you know, a teaspoon or a tablespoon of olive oil, or whatever the case is. And then boom, you hit that. I mean, um, I've even taken a shot of olive oil straight just to like yeah, get what I, I needed. Yeah. During, during comp prep, I'll do that as well. If, if I really yeah. need that as well. Um, but yeah, so, so that allows you to be fully prepared. And again, that takes away the stress. Um, it allows you to, to hit that stuff. You know, I, I'm also huge on keeping some, some things on hand that, uh, you know, especially for lifestyle clients that, you know, we're going to have cravings. Like it, it's, it's hard to battle that sometimes. And so, like I said, sometimes I want to work with a client's struggles versus always against it because then yep. you're just feeling deprived constantly. So I personally like to keep other snack foods on hand that are also going to be fairly macro friendly or something, you know, I'm not going to indulge on candy, but let's say I need something kind of sweet. I like to keep, you know, a, a good stack of complete cookies on hand. Is that going to be my daily meal? Definitely not. But this gives, house will almost always have the break and bake chocolate chip cookies. Yes. I will. My yes. guilty pleasure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So having that stuff, because you're not, even if you go overboard and I eat a whole complete cookie, it's only gonna be 200 calories. But if I had Oreos on hand, 200 calories is like four cookies. Yeah. You no. Know? And, and you're not, and you're not getting any fiber with that. You're not getting any protein with that. So you want not just four cookies, but 40 cookies. Um, well, with know, something like that, you have to bake them. So it's like, yeah, that makes sense. You, if you just put two out, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's all you're going to get. So yeah. it's nice versus the Oreos. You could just keep going or I'm a big peanut M&M guy too. You could just keep going back and back and back yep. and back. And before you know it, you had like five, 600 calories worth of sweets. Yeah. Yeah. And it's easy because again, you're not getting filled up on it. Um, and if you're sitting there watching a two hour long movie, yeah. I, you know, mentally you might want to snack the entire time. So if you have that on hand, you're going to eat that. Ha have uh, you ever had uh, the, have I told you about the cucumber dessert thing? No, sounds awful. So, no. Okay. So I'm not a huge cucumber guy, but one yeah. of my favorite prep snacks, and I even like it in the off season. Okay. Uh, you slice up um, cucumbers like you would like a pickle chip. Yeah. And then you sprinkle Splenda and cinnamon on it. And it's like cool, crisp, refreshing, sweet. Like it's really good. Um, well, yeah, I mean, especially in prep, like anything that's a mix yeah. up from the, from the, from your normal meals is always, is always a breath of fresh air. Um, you know, I also recommend keeping, you don't even have to keep protein bars on hand, but I still like to keep, you know, some quest bars, um, one protein bars, stuff like that. But you can always pick that up from the, from the gas station whenever you're on the way out. And when in doubt, having that on hand, again, it's, if you need something sweet, 
there's something that gives you a little bit of an option with it. Those are my two probably preferences when it comes to protein bars. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, you're going to get a good amount of fiber in it. You're getting some protein. Is it better than a normal whole food meal? No, but is it better than stopping at McDonald's? Of course. Yeah. Um, well, I, I like I like the protein bar idea, and I've actually employed this a lot with my clients who are struggling. Uh, and I got this from Jeff Wasserman, one of the co-owners yeah. of S2. And uh, take one of the level one protein bars, cut it into bite-sized pieces, put it in the freezer, keep it in there. And it's like, it takes you 20 minutes to get through a third of the bar because it's frozen. Oh, um, so it, it lets you kind of savor it and like eat it and enjoy it longer and not fly, and through, it. Longer, not fly right. through it. And then by the time you're through like a third of it, maybe half of it, you're like, all right, I don't need the rest. I'm good. Yeah. Versus yeah. like, if it wasn't like that, you would just smash it. You that's know true. What I mean? that's, that's a good point as well. Um, but, you know, and then, and then ultimately something I, I don't challenge clients to this, but I say, you know, this, this is something that I used to do and it allowed me to really find my go-tos and find my macro friendly snacks is just take your time in the grocery store every now and then just kind of scroll, you know, scroll through what sounds good to you, what's something you would like to be able to have every now and then and, and stroll through and start just looking at nutrition labels, you know, look at the proteins, the fats, the carbs on it, look at the calories of it. Um, Cause again, the more you do that, the more you're looking at nutrition labels, the, the more you're understanding the value of the food that you're eating. And some things, again, like, uh, you know, sometimes ignorance is bliss, but when you, when I just look at something right now, I'm like, I know this is going to be X amount of calories, give or take. And then I can think about it to myself. Is that going to be worth it? If I only have 2000 calories I'm eating today, if I got 500 calories from this, is that to me worth that 500 calories? And when yeah. you look at it in terms of the value of that it's providing, um, instead of just the immediate, oh, that sounds tasty. So I'm going to eat it. But if you look at it from the value side of things, it, it kind of puts it into perspective. And then you just, you know, if I'm going to use up 500 calories on something, um, it's going to be something I, I know is going to be worth it to me that I'm going to fully enjoy, not just eating it because it's there. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I, and you know, for those of you who think me, Marcus may be perfect or, you know, cause I, I understand we're, we're pretty damn close. I get it. <laughs> But, but like we struggle, you know, we have the same struggles as everyone else. You know, we want that cookie. We want the donut. Uh, you know, we're, uh, our this freaking show is called food fitness family or God, I messed it you up. Got it. You got it. No, 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 uh, yeah, you got it. I, I always mess it up. So diet brain right now. Uh, you know, we love food at heart. That's, uh, that's one of our things we love eating with our family. So we struggle, we have the same struggles you guys do. You know what I mean? We're just able to, uh, hone in a little bit harder, have a little more self-control, but that's not, it's, it's not just made overnight. It, it, it takes time. Yeah. It, it, was, it wasn't um, day one. We didn't just show up and say, I'm going to start being a bodybuilder. I'm going to start dieting. And it was just easy. It's, it's still not easy, yep. you know, but what, what's happened though, is once we started, we made errors, we made mistakes early on. We had to go through the trial and error that everybody has to, when they first get started with it. And what makes it easy for us now, what makes it easy for me to go out to a restaurant and not overindulge on things or to be at a potluck where there's 20 different cookies and me just say yes to just one of them. It, what's allowed me to do that is building that discipline over time. Yep. Um, and, and also understanding that I would nine times out of 10, probably 99 times out of a hundred prefer that the delayed gratification of reaching mm-hmm. a goal of feeling better tomorrow. You know, uh, that's one of the things that, that made me kind of stop drinking for the most part. Now I prioritize when it makes sense to go out and get drunk. And it's yeah. not all the time, just every weekend. Cause I don't want to wake up every Sunday feeling terrible and not having energy. I want to be able to wake up on Sunday, yeah. go to the gym, you know, go, go on a hike with Nicole, come back and, and lay down on the couch, but not feel terrible. Yep. Um, so it's, it's a matter of, 
what am I actually going to get out of this? And again, if there's a special occasion, then yeah, let's go crazy. I'm okay with tomorrow being messed up, but ultimately I'm, I'm looking much more at the delayed gratification versus the immediate. And that's probably one of the hardest things to, to make that pivot once you kind of start that lifestyle. But again, it's a matter of just getting started, not expecting perfection, reflecting when you make mistakes, reflecting on your week and what could have improved a little bit. And over time, those habits, those mindsets, that discipline, that, you know, all that stuff, it, it gets built up over time. Yeah. And I want to, I want to say this one point and then we'll kind of go to our next segue, but you know, I think you made a good point about not, not that you don't care, but you're not, you're not fixated on it. So like, I don't really drink a lot either anymore, maybe four to five times a year. Honestly, I don't really remember the last time I was drunk um, just because I know how bad I'm going to feel <laughs> the next year. And usually I'll get hung over <clears throat> for a couple of days. Um, I think one of the last ones I had was a bachelor party and I, that was on a Saturday and I really didn't feel good until Thursday. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, like we're going to have the body shot Christmas party. We're going to order food. We're going to have drinks. Like I'm going to have some drinks. I'm going to eat what I want and I'm not going to care because it's a celebration time. And it, I think it's important to, when you're having those meals that you can draw back or pull back and not care about let's say the negative consequences of the meal, because it's more about the the time and experience that you're having at the moment and not stress over the meal itself. hundred percent. And it's important to not get lost into what your goals are. If that's sacrificing yeah. all the fun times with your friends and family. And like you said, those experiences and those memories. Um, yeah. You need to, you need to make time for your balance. friends and family because yeah. At the end of the day, and I always joke that I'm a bad coach for saying this, do not give fitness 110% of you because if you give fitness everything you have plus some, it will always let you down. Mm -hmm. But because fitness is such a short time in our lives, bodybuilding is such a short time or whatever it may be that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So you need to make time for your friends and family because after you're not able to work out because you blow a knee or you have a major injury or you just decide that bodybuilding is not for you or working out is not for you, your family's still going to be there. So we need to make sure that we're cultivating those relationships along the way. Of course, of course. And you know, uh, I, I did a Zoom call with my clients last week talking about uh, it's important to, to, to be selfish in your health journey, but not be so selfish that it's taking, you, like you want your fitness and your health to provide benefit to mm-hmm. those around you and not be all that you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so yeah, a hundred percent, you know, especially yeah. as a bodybuilder being in prep is that that's just as hard on the family. That's just as hard on your friends who want to spend time with you, who want to go out to eat with you and things like that. So it's important that when you can, you're, you're taking advantage of that and you're, you're yeah. allowing yourself to leave the house to go do that stuff. Or yeah, I'm Christmas party. Yeah. We're going to go out and enjoy ourselves with it because we want to go do that. Yeah. You know, I'm prepping right now, but last week I, I, I was fine with taking my wife and son to five guys and get ice cream and like just sitting there with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, like I'm being selfish in my goals, but I'm not so selfish that I'm making them suffer. Of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. so we can kind of get our next day. We don't want to beat a dead horse, but I, I would like to talk about like sauces and seasonings. You oh know, yeah. You said yes. reading labels and finding out where those calories are coming from. I remember when I first got into fitness, I would spend like an hour in the sauce aisle. Mm-hmm. Oh, that looks good. Same. Let me read it. Oh, that looks good. Let me read it. Yeah. You know, for everyone that says Chick-fil-A is healthy. Okay. I understand it's like actual chicken. I understand that it's not fake meat, but at the end of the day, it's still deep fried. It's mm-hmm. still covered in grease. And next time you're in the, the soft section at Walmart, go to the Chick-fil-A bottles and turn it around. And you're going to see about 110 to about 160 calories per serving of sauce. Um, salad dressings, you're looking over a hundred 
calories per per serving okay and a serving isn't what you think it is a serving is probably two tablespoons which is jack shit yep um so we need to keep in mind on what we're using as far as sauces go um g hughes is i don't want to say it's really good because it's okay but it's good they're low calorie yeah yeah for for that reason they're low calorie and they provide flavor uh honestly my absolute favorite sauces are from the Gaines bakery um from texas they have a website it's the gainsbakery.com uh, their sauces are a little more expensive. You know what I mean? You're looking like $15 a bottle, but they're extremely flavorful and low calorie. Uh, Melinda's is another good one. I can't eat them because they're all just so spicy that I'm such a baby that I can't handle it. But, yeah. you know, people love them and they're pretty low calorie too. But uh, as far as seasonings go, like that's another thing. You come in my house, you're going to find like probably Everything. 15 to 20 seasonings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because at the end of the day, like we are eating the same thing. So Maybe one week I want uh, Cajun seasoning, which I know is, sounds dumb because you said I'm bad with spice, but I like the taste of Cajun. Uh, so I can put that on my chicken. The next week I'll do a garlic and herb. The next week I'll do ranch seasoning. The next, you know, barbecue seasoning, whatever it may be. So don't, I get that question all the time. Don't be afraid to use different sauces and seasonings. Mm-hmm. We do need to be mindful, however, on the calories within those things That's because fine. they can sneak up on you very fast. Uh, uh, yeah, a hundred percent. So, you know, like in my fridge, I always keep, um, I, I love hot sauces. I love a variety of hot sauces. Um, and, and the great thing about hot sauces that generally it's going to be extremely low calorie, if anything at all yep. in there. Uh, and they don't really go bad. Yeah, no. Yeah. They, they, they last a while. So, you know, um, Sriracha used to be my go-to. I got so burnt out on Sriracha that probably after eight years of using it on like almost every meal. Uh, so, but I, I keep a variety of different hot sauces on hand. Uh, you know, Frank's hot sauce, always an easy one. Um, I've got some truff right now, which is, I love having truff it's on just hand. It's good. I, yeah. I save that for like the special this, meal. This is a special meal, or this is like the last meal of the day. Like, you know, I'll use Frank's cause that's, that's easy. That's cheap. I'll put that on a lot of different meals, uh, throughout the day. But then again, I have my special, uh, really tasty, more expensive sauces that I'll use for other times. Um, you know, it's important to play with your sauces. Uh, because this is a way, especially if you're, if you're a bodybuilder, if you're, if you're following, you know, a meal plan and you're not, um, constantly ma- mixing up your food, this is a way that you can mix up the taste and, and look forward to something else is by just changing the sauces, uh, yep. by changing the seasonings. Um, again, I have a crazy amount of different seasonings as well in my pantry. That way I can mix up a meal, make it, even if it's the same meal as what I've had the past 10 years. If I'm changing the seasonings, if I'm changing the sauces, I can still transform that meal to be a little bit different uh, and, and yeah. something else. Yeah. I mean, for example, like my pre-workout meal, I love, I love majority of my people, I give potatoes pre-workout because I like the potassium, the sodium mix. Um, but, you know, if I just cook my potatoes and I put my chicken, it's like mushy and it's okay. Mm-hmm. But if I put my chicken in the pan with some of the Gaines Bakery, like sriracha maple vinaigrette, which I know I just put a dash so I don't die. And then I caramelize the chicken and then I put the potatoes in the pan and then I crisp up the potatoes and then I put on some sweet poppy, which is like a sweet honey mustard. Mm -hmm. Dude, it's uh, the flavor profile is absurd. The texture is absurd because the potatoes are mushy. They're now they have some crunch to them. You know what I mean? Just it's a good example of taking one meal Mm -hmm. and making this something else. Uh, when I was eating salmon a lot, I would put my salmon and my rice in the pan and the oil from the salmon would come out and crisp up the rice. Yeah. Holy shit. And, and it's like, the same meal as what you, yeah, you, you know, yeah. you would put into the microwave at work, yep. but now whenever you're home and you have the extra five or 10 minutes to throw it into a skillet, it's the same exact meal. There's no new ingredients that weren't on it before. 
totally different. It, it, it changes the meal yep. up. And so again, mixing up how you're eating it as well, you know, how something is prepped is, is key with it because um, we want to, Ultimately, it's not going to be sustainable if we're not enjoying what we're doing. So finding a way to enjoy as much as we can within certain parameters and guidelines and not going overboard on it. Like you said, you know, finding sauces and looking at the nutrition label with it, finding what what is what is really, really worth it. Um, I, it's funny because you mentioned Chick-fil-A sauce. I had a buddy over um, actually before he started working with me. We had Chick-fil-A one night uh, and came back and like played some video games. And I remember he got, he asked for extra sauces. Uh, from Chick-fil-A and the dude slammed through like five of them uh, of the Chick-fil-A sauces, like just with his fries and, and a sandwich. I'm like, dude, I, I wish I could eat that much of that sauce, but it's like 15 grams of fat per little container. So yeah. he just, just with sauce, nothing else. He ate with that meal, nothing else the entire day. He got like 75 grams of fat with purely Chick-fil-A sauce. And, yeah. and the thing is, we don't know what we don't know. So if you're not looking at these numbers, you're not aware of it. Even if you track all your food that day, and you stayed within your calorie recommendations or whatever the case is, but you weren't looking at the sauces. He just got, I mean, I don't even know what that, what is, um, what's seven, what's, what's seven times on. I mean, we're, we're doing a crazy amount of, uh, a lot. That's, that's over 600 calories in Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A sauce that he added to that meal, uh, into his day as well. Yeah. Um, well, even like I used to do the Chick-fil-A, uh, grilled chicken cob salads a lot. Uh, and I would get the fat free honey mustard, hundred calories a packet. Cool. One day I looked at the packet, 20 grams of carbs. You know yeah. what I mean? So like if you're a zero carb meal, you think you're doing it. Like you said, ignorance is bliss, mm-hmm. but you got to be careful if that shit catches up. It definitely does. And it, it adds up all the little extra bites, you know, uh, uh, a bigger spoonful of peanut butter. I mean, it, it can, it can make your fats go way over. So just being aware of these things, um, is, is definitely key and you don't be perfect with it, but if you're just being more mindful of it, then again, you're, you're going to curb some of these things. You're yeah. not going to see the scale go up. You're not going to feel as awful. You're going to be much more, you know, disciplined to what it is that you're doing and then feel better and look better because of it. hundred percent, man. Definitely. Um, yeah, cool. I don't think we had anything else to, to good. dive in on this. No, I think that's pretty good. Uh, next yeah. week, we're going to do a Q&A. So watch out for uh, uh, my Instagram, Marks's Instagram, and the Body Shop Instagram. We're going to be posting up um, a post to take questions that we can answer for you guys next week, anything that you guys may have. Uh, I know we have some cards in the box at the gym, too. Uh, we'll go through some of those. So we'll knock out a Q&A next week and then uh, go from there. Yep. Sounds good. Well, you enjoy your Friday, brother. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have a good day. Uh, as always, you can find me at blank slate fitness underscore 91 on Instagram. Uh, if you have any questions, let me know. And as always, if, if you like the podcast, you know, like it, share it with a friend, leave us a review. That'd be a huge help. Um, and Marcus, where can we all find you again? Yep. Uh, just dive line is fitness, um, on Instagram, um, you know, Facebook, all that good stuff, but, uh, yeah. Awesome. All right, Ruskin. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I'll see you later today at the gym. Yep. Sounds good, man. I'll see all you bro. Later. Yep. Have Everybody a good else one. have a good one. Have a good one guys.